This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices. Welcome to episode nine, where we're going to hear about a slightly different route into law from our guest today. Sabrina Polito has just qualified as a solicitor at international law firm CMS. Welcome, Sabrina. Hi, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. And you um, you qualified into the energy practice, didn't you, at CMS? Yes, that's right. So um, I've just qualified into the energy team following my training contract with CMS um, over the last two years. Fantastic. That's great. Well, thanks very much. We've obviously got a few questions lined up for you. But before we um, get into that, I also want to uh, welcome Peter Arnold, who is the Early Talent Development Manager at CMS. So thanks very much for giving up your time today, Peter. Hi, not a problem. Thank you very much for having us, Kerry. Oh, you're very, well, very welcome. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, so uh, to get started then, Sabrina, I wondered whether you could just give us a brief summary of your career so far, um, perhaps starting with how you came about deciding that a career for law was for you. Yeah, so the decision really stems back to, you know, GCSE A-level times when I was thinking about what subjects I wanted to study and what would lend themselves to what degree. And my strengths were always in the arts subjects, like English literature, history. I really enjoyed kind of using those analysis, debating, essay writing skills. So after, you know, speaking to teachers and exploring what my options were, a career in law seemed uh, quite well suited to me. So kind of after choosing my subjects, I guess the next step in my thinking was, okay, I want to apply for law, but I've never worked in a law firm. I don't have, um, you know, a big network available to me of lawyers and professionals. You know, I came from a state educated background. Uh, So just the traditional networks in terms of, you know, can I ask someone to get me work experience here or there just weren't really available to me. So what was a kind of really big help was the Social Mobility Foundation's Aspiring Professionals Programme. And I just happened to hear that, I think, from Twitter. And so I I applied for it and I was assigned a mentor. And through the scheme, you know, they gave us all sorts of training on writing personal statements, preparing for the LNATs. Um, As I said, I was assigned a mentor who was a trainee at City Law Firm. So, you know, I was kind of able to bounce ideas from her and just learn a bit more about the profession. And through that scheme, I was also able to undertake a variety of work placements at City Law Firms, Barrister Chambers. So really through through all those experiences, really, that's kind of how I got to the decision that I wanted to study law um, and I wanted to pursue a career at a City Law Firm. That's great. Thank you very much. It sounds like a, a brilliant programme. Um, and well, tell us a little bit about your experience when applying then to, to firms. Yeah, so obviously I, I started applying during my second year of university. Um, I didn't secure a, a training contract in my second year. I did in my final year. And my approach definitely differed between the two. So in my second year, you know, my logic was, The more firms I apply to, you know, I'm increasing my chances of securing a training contract. But really what I learned over time was that it is quality over quantity. Um, You know, your your time as a student and even, you know, when you're working full time and applying for training contracts is very valuable. So it's important that you're investing that time wisely and 
for me, you know, I was during my second year at least, churning out applications, often recycling content, not really tailoring it to specific law firms. And while, you know, while I did uh, secure a VAC scheme and a couple interviews, I probably wasn't seeing the results I was hoping for. So anyway, going into my final year, you know, I really sort of changed tact and was very, very targeted in my approach. You know, I, I really kind of stepped back and thought about what actually do I want out of those two years of my training contract? What's important to me? What type of culture do I want to work within? Um, and from that, you know, I produced a list of about five law firms that really stood out to me um, and just kind of went in full throttle, really. You know, at, at law fairs, I made sure I had a list of questions that I wanted to ask Um when I went to sort of evening presentations, you know, I did research about who would be attending, just making sure I was very targeted in my approach. And that's that's the advice that I would give um, anyone applying for a training contract or back scheme. Um, just be very targeted, do your homework um, and just get under the skin of a firm. Um, it's a lot of law firms are doing a lot of the similar things, you know, a lot of them prioritise diversity and inclusion, investing in legal technology. So it can be quite hard um, to talk about firms in a different way. But, you know, if you delve a bit deeper and you speak to people and you do your research, you can produce those standout applications, I think. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, actually, Sabrina, because uh, quite a few of our podcasts circle around this whole point around getting under the skin and really understanding the culture um, of the organisation that um, you, you know that, that would suit you best. Um, how would you how would you um, best go about that? How how do you really find out the true culture of of, of a firm? Mm. Well, ultimately, the best way is having a foot in the door, um, you know, going to an office, getting a feel of the people, the environment and um, what the working dynamics are, you know, how how close are you to partners? You know, are they in offices closed off by themselves? Is there a kind of open door culture? Um, but kind of second to that is really just talking to people, talking to trainees, uh, talking to associates if you can, and just hearing their perspectives. Um, and, you know, if that's not available to you, there are loads of resources online um, that kind of give you a feel of what working cultures are like, work-life balance, uh, the type of work. But really, I think getting those kind of personal accounts are really important. And if you don't know, trainees or associates at law firms, um, just trying to tap into the networks you do have available to you. As I mentioned, I didn't have that, but luckily through the Aspiring Professionals Programme, I was assigned a mentor who was able to, you know, give me that insight into her firm and put me in touch with trainees she knew, um, but also just talking to my teachers, asking them if they knew any lawyers. And actually, one of my teachers had a brother who was a lawyer at an American firm. Uh, so, you know, just kind of exploring what's available to you and tapping into that, really. Yeah, that's interesting. The whole network piece and uh, you might not necessarily know people in the in the profession, but you might know people that know people. So it's that sort of extension to the network, isn't it? Um, and N Nigel, I think, you know, you, you've got um, some reflections on this topic as well. No, it's fascinating, it's fascinating, Sabrina, and just hearing, as you say, how you did 
I mean, I took away from your first um, few thoughts there, you know, being prepared, as you say, making it tailored. The thing I was curious about, Sabrina, was, as you say, you do your research and then what kind of culture is it going to look and feel like? And then when you sort of go in, whether it was on one of your VAC schemes or when it was perhaps when you joined CMS, was there anything that surprised you and you thought, oh, that's slightly different to how I expected, actually, or, or anything that struck you when you really had your first few weeks or months? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and... I think the interesting point is that culture is such an intangible thing. You know, a firm can appear one way, but actually different teams have a very different working culture and different dynamics. So, you know, we can talk about some type of firms having a really fast pace, work hard, play hard culture, and other firms being more, you know, collaborative, supportive. But I think it really, really depends on the team you're in. I've had uh, very different experiences working um, at different teams at CMS, all, all positive, um, but just different dynamics. Um, and like I said, it's it's difficult to talk about these things until you're actually through the door. Um, but no, that's probably the main thing um, that stood out to me. I think that's the thing, isn't it? They can be very different in different groups and different practice groups, as you say, or different uh, national or international offices. Kerry, back to yourself. Thanks, Nigel. Um, I want to actually bring Peter into the conversation now, because um, I'd like to hear really um, how um, how Peter would sort of define the kind of key attributes that firms like CMS are really looking for, and how he feels um, students can best prepare to show their best self um, as part of the, um, the, you know, the the whole process end to end. Yeah, thanks, Kerry. I mean, I think there's a number of things that we look for, and you know, it'd be similar to similar to other law firms. Is yes, we'd have that academic rigor and looking at, at the academic side of things, but there's a lot more to it um, than that. I mean, we're looking for sort of the personal skills, the those areas around personal effectiveness. So, how do you deal with certain problems? How do you solve problems um, on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, you know, when we look at assessment days and things like that that will be that we run, um, we do look and really test how you work as an individual. So how do you work within teams, um, whether that is forming part of the team or taking more of a leadership role? Um, how do you solve the problems that are put in front of you? Um, how do you work together? But also how do you solve things on your own as well? Um, so that we can really begin to see the thought processes behind what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, and that side of things. It's a really important aspect. Um, I think one of, one of the areas within the law is that, you know, it is all about problem solving. Um, so we do look for that creative spark within people. Um, you know, how do you solve problems in new ways? Um, how do you work with others within that um, as well? But also, how do you communicate your ideas across? So how are you involving everyone within that group that you'll be working with? Because it's very, very rare for our lawyers and, and fairness to be working in isolation. Um, you know, you constantly be working as part of a team, especially at that 
trainee or solicitor apprenticeship level where you're working with supervisors, um, other trainees, um, associates and partners, it's a really important aspect for you to be able to communicate why you're doing things in a certain way um, and also help solve problems right, right from day one. Um, I think one of the aspects that's really important to, to us is really like what does the future look like? So are you beginning to look at actually what is coming into play um, for the legal industry, but also the sectors within which we work and how does how do we as a firm fit within those sectors? Um, and you know that's a really important aspect um, for us because you know everything's moving at such a fast pace, especially at the moment. And, you know, times change and, you know, it's not necessarily recycling the same solutions um, to problems that we do get. So it's having that agility of thought um, in order to in order to solve and, and work with not only our clients, but, you know, everyone internally as well. Um, and, you know, that ties into the commercial awareness aspects and, you know, are you able to demonstrate? Are you thinking around wider than CMS or the other firms that you're looking at? And, you know, where do we work within the marketplace? How do we work with our clients um, and where do we all fit in within that? So, so apart from that academic rigour and, and that achievement aspects, we are really looking for the areas around personal effectiveness, um, communication, leadership, and that sort of commercial awareness aspects that are really, really important for us. Yeah, and let, let's just sort of unpick that commercial awareness a, a bit further, just to, I guess, help demystify it, because... You know that that um, phrase has been around for a long time, hasn't it? And um, it's I think it's always a tricky one for for students to get their head round what it really really means. And I think from what you were saying, it's it's not just understanding um, the firm that you're going into, but it's also the the business of the of the law. So you know, each firm is running a business. Um, you know, it needs to make money, and there are um, money in money out etc for for on the very basic level and and support and products and services that build up to to allow firms to make that money but then there's also that broader business context as well that you were you were touching on there can you um can you just sort of talk a little bit more about what a firm like cms would and how they would define commercial awareness yeah, so it's really looking at, okay, well, the sectors that we're working in, the sorts of firms we're working in, what are the issues that's facing them at this particular time? And then thinking about, well, how can we um, as a law firm help them within those aspects? So it is really, you know, picking up um, on the latest news um, areas, picking up the latest trends, um, looking at what the legal industry is involved with and where can we work within that and where can we help our clients and you know there's areas where we've had trainees working on one um, issue for a client and then picking up that they're working in other areas and where can we support them 
within that and it's all around well how how do we grow that client relationship to provide a full service um, for them rather than just focusing on one particular practice group within that within that organization that we're working with and if if you were to give advice to people that maybe haven't got the exposure a bit like um sabrina when she was starting out looking into her career options um about how they can best find out about the business of law and, and gain that commercial awareness what would you say what kind of advice would you give um i think you know i'd look at um websites like lawyer to be um and and legal week and and those sorts of things where you can begin to get a bit of a flavor of what goes on within the legal industry um, but also what's entailed what's a, what are the sorts of things that you would be working on within that um, because then when you pick up the papers or look at look at news websites you can begin to think okay I'm reading this article where would the law fit into this um, and you can begin to make those connections um, across the two types of media which i think is really really important especially when when starting out um the other aspect is again you know talking to teachers finding out you know from their aspects how can they help you with that career planning and understanding of is this the area for me um if they don't know you know talk to parents friends parents beginning you know with family friends and that that sort of thing because you know there will be people within those groups and that network that you do have that will be able to help and give a little bit of advice and then broaden broaden from there yeah that's great thank you peter and sabrina is there anything else you would add to that in terms of um, advice for for people considering a career in law that maybe haven't got those sort of ready-made net networks um, as to where they could go to find out more? Yeah, so as, as Peter said, you know, if you don't have um, the networks available to you immediately, um, just working through the people you know. Um, but what I'm seeing so much of lately um, is just lots of bloggers and, you know, people producing lots of really helpful content on platforms such as LinkedIn, um, which wasn't available um, at the time I was applying. But some of that content is really helpful, really, really sophisticated. Um, and, you know, people are setting up mentoring platforms. Um, so I'd recommend to anybody, LinkedIn's a really good platform at the moment to kind of get those resources. Um, and a great way to network as well. I've had people um, message me interested in CMS and wanting to just have a chat because they don't know anybody else. And I'm 100% for that. And I know um, lots of other people are really open to those kind of um, engagements. You know, it's just about, and if you, like I said, if you don't have your own network, you can build it. And it's so easy to do it on something like LinkedIn. You know, follow a couple of trainees, uh, future trainees, students who are producing those type of materials um, and have that conversation yourself because people do want to share um, their experiences and opening up um, access to the profession um, is really important to a lot of trainees, um, especially at CMS. You know, we have um, a trainee intake 
you know, and everyone comes from very different backgrounds. A lot of people like myself um, from state schools who didn't have uh, the same opportunities as other students who were perhaps privately, privately educated or had lawyers in their family. Um, so I would recommend people kind of tap into that as well. That's great. Thank you so much. It's some really great advice um, in today's podcast. Thank you both for that. And um, just to just to sort of round up um, with both of you, really, one one sort of top tip or career planning piece of advice that you might want to give um, to our to our listeners, just to round off. Um, Peter, would you like to start? Yep. Um, I think research. Do do your research. Really look at. The firms you're applying to and the industries that you're looking looking at and really begin to ask yourself why why would I want to do this as as my career and can I see a future within that for me as an as an individual um, then once you've looked at that from the aspect of, of the career what's the sort of firm that you want to work for and how is that going to fit within your overall career plan um, and, you know, really begin to delve very deep into, into those areas um, and continue to do, do the research. And that will stand you in like, really good stead when it comes to assessment days and interviews and, and that side of things. Great. Thanks. Great advice. And Sabrina, one last little gem from you. <laughs> Um, for me, I think the thing is, it's never too early to start investing in this process. Um, it's it's getting more competitive. You know, it's as black and white as that. Application numbers are increasing. It's becoming more and more difficult to make yourself stand out or to talk about something unique nowadays. Um, I think it's never too early to start getting work experience, building your networks. And it doesn't need to be legal work experience. You know, I, I spent some time waitressing, working in retail, and all of those experiences actually give you very transferable skills um, that are so relevant to being a trainee, like customer management, dealing with difficult situations, communication. And those are really good experiences to talk to in your applications, in interviews. So, that's the main thing. It's never too early to start thinking about this. If you know you want a career in law, you know, you have to expect it will be a difficult journey. But if you start putting the work in early, you'll put yourself in a, in a better position, I think. So that, that's my nugget of advice. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks ever so much. And, and Nigel, just to, just to sort of sum up, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'd have uh, got a nice little summary for us, and <laughs> key takeaways. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much, Peter and, and Sabrina. So I've just got three things, um, Kerry, because I'm conscious, conscious of our, <clears throat> our time as always. I'm going to say be aware. In other words, Sabrina, you really highlighted all the things such as LinkedIn, Twitter, you saw something on the bloggers, your network. So First thing, be aware and you use all those sort, different sources, social media or, or your networks. Be prepared, which we've talked a lot about. And I, and I was just going to put a twist on that, Kerry, and say, as a bit as Sabrina and Peter have highlighted, and Peter, you said this, think almost as if you're a client of the firm as well sometimes. So put yourself in that position of actually, you know, what, what are the business issues that they would come to the firm about as well? So um, so be, be aware, be prepared, put yourself as a client. And, and the last thing, Peter, something again you mentioned was, and I'm going to say be reflective. And I specifically, perhaps reflect sometime on how you solved a problem. 
And, and sometimes that's whether that's a little story you want to tell in an interview. And Sabrina, you just gave some lovely examples from your, your work experience where you said, you know, customer service work experience. You know, I realized, you know, probably every 10 minutes, I'm sure you had to solve a, a customer's problem in, in some of those jobs. So um, so that, that they were my thoughts, Kerry, as I say, be, uh, be aware, be prepared, especially from a client's point of view and be reflective. Fantastic. Thank you very much. What a great way to end the podcast. Thanks ever so much, Peter and Sabrina, uh, for joining us. And obviously to you too, Nigel, nice to have you on the podcast with us again. And um, we will, as always, be putting um, show notes up um, alongside this podcast with links to um, useful resources, etc. So we've, we've talked about them um, during the podcast. We'll make sure we've captured all of that in the show notes as well for you. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening and uh, see you again soon.